0: Welcome back. Welcome back. It is Best Boys, a film podcast. And it's a beautiful morning. I'm your host, Slob Thomas, aka Lazy JP, JP, Pitt. I have many names. And my beautiful dove. Like it flying
1: like in a John Woo movie. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Corey with a story, also known as Mike Tyson. <laughs> These are my pigeons.
0: They're so graceful. Did you think that Mike Tyson was involved? In um, I know uh, John Woo uh, John Woo movies do doves. They do yeah, pigeons they, too, um, but they do doves.
1: Mike Tyson had that TV show years ago. I remember. Like dove, or he was a pigeon guy on. Root well, he Tom. he raised pigeons
0: actually. He was into yeah. he was into pigeon keeping pigeons. That was his thing one of his things he's a weird, he, he he's an awesome. eclectic man he's an interesting dude yeah <laughs> all right well we're back podcast we're dancing we're dancing
1: the week 12
0: we're joker dancing
1: um yeah. welcome back everybody so how was your past week anything interesting anything oh fun? it
0: sucked ass it's been a terrible week honestly um <laughs> my car died and I haven't got a new one yet, um, but I'm in the process of you know, looking, hunting. Yeah, um, I'm... also um, doctors' visits and things like that. Um, you know, always fun. I haven't gone to the doctor in a really long time, so it's always a an anxious, um, experience. Same. What uh, you should uh, they'll take it from me. Pee pee poo poo. Wow, Bodak raiding with a party at six. Thank you, Bodak, for the raid. Get us started with with the gang. Um, so we're, what? Are, you got any news for us today? You're I see you're in Los Angeles again.
1: Yeah, you can tell by Evan's wall of Boba Fett behind. Yeah, me. the
0: Boba Fett, the Boba Fett is what gives it away. It's not as sunny as it normally is. It's a little dark,
1: but yeah, uh, it looks like rain. It very much looks like rain, which is well, such a wild, weird. You brought it like, with you. Magical thing. It's been thunderstorming so much back in Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, too.
0: it's rained like every day for like two weeks straight back. And, yeah, uh, uh, where I'm, where I'm from. I finally got to do some yard work yesterday. It's, uh, I know I'm getting old because I got to do, I got to cut the grass, and I was excited about it because there was no rain. It's wild how that kind of shit changes. The shit that you dread, yeah. the shit that you dread when you're a kid. You now look forward to because i think because it's yours you know yeah like when it's, it's yours it's different because you're taking care of it it's nice to have a, a clean space you've learned mm. um and i think when you're in your early 20s you like you you go through this process of uh oh I, I don't want to you know clean so then you learn you you live in filth you know uh, you mm. slowly live in more filth and then you're like i don't like this this sucks I now understand why my parents made me clean. And then you slowly work back to the, the place you were as a kid where you had to clean.
1: Yeah. For me, it was like they doing chores and everything. And like, our dad was fairly messy. So it was like, I, I, still, have a, to this day I still have a big thing of like, I, I can't stand cleaning up after other people. Like I have no problem cleaning my own messes, but like, even with like Kylie, like I, I'll, I'll clean up after her a bit because she's pretty messy but then i'll hit a threshold and I'm just like i can't stand doing this anymore but if uh, it's my own mess i don't mind i'll, I'll clean t- all day it's, it's yeah. weird this isn't, uh, isn't that messy um but uh uh oh yeah well, I'm, So how about on my way to the airport yesterday morning um one of the cows uh for those who don't know i live on a farm uh we have a bunch of uh cows uh one of the cows just took a big shit on our sidewalk right outside the front door and so i get the
0: uh (laughs) that's
1: a sign yeah so i go to get the you know like the flat shovel and i go to scoop it up but it's it's way fresher than i thought it would be and it it's like diarrhea glob and so it ends up just essentially painting like a big chunk of the sidewalk like brown like a thin brown coat because i couldn't get it all off (laughs) And I was running late to get to the airport, so I couldn't take the hose to hose it down. And I'm just hoping it rains. <laughs> or else Chris and Kylie have to deal with it. Uh, when did you leave? Uh, yesterday morning.
0: It hasn't rained since. It's finally stopped raining consistent for the fucking... <laughs> the Thin Brown Line. The Thin Brown Line. Yeah, Bodak. Are we, yeah, we, we'll have to watch that. Body. We'll have to make that movie someday um <laughs> it's the sequel to the Thin I Red I
1: might as well have just taken one of those like big roller sticks for paint and just went it down the sidewalk. Um, yeah, oh, smelled so bad. It smelled so bad. Do we have any? Do we have
0: anything we want to discuss on the on the entertainment front? Um, um apparently there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people talking about a twenty four eventually getting bought, but or getting sold. They they have a new CFO who is from who worked for the NBA for a long time. Ooh.
1: Um so I don't know what know that means. All about money. No salary caps here.
0: No, they're trying to get like mer- I guess somebody who's overseen mergers and acquisitions is what I've read. I mm. thought that was interesting. Um yeah, was, I think um, H24 is obviously putting out so much good shit that they're going to get bought and then get ruined and that's just the circle of life. Um Yeah so many other i mean that's what's happened Was a miramax an indie company at one point or, they or no they were
1: owned by disney
0: no all right now i'm thinking of somebody else i don't mm-hmm. know if they
1: got bought by disney but i know that they were i know that
0: miramax disney made disney a, a lot of indie movies in the 90s and i think that's what i'm thinking of yeah um, it, it, there's like that um, 90s you know, indie boom you know
1: yeah the, <sighs> miramax was owned by the weinstein guys and yeah they, that they asshole Disney, so they started the Weinstein company and left Miramax. Well, the reason um, why
0: I bring up Weinstein is he had a big hand in, get, in, in getting good. kids uh, in theaters. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that. Call me up. So, I've been... So, these movies, particularly Gummo, but both... But I have been really excited to get to the point where we can watch uh... Spring Breakers. A yeah, Harmony Korine movie that is not Spring Breakers. Um, Spring Breakers is fine. I don't hate it or anything. But I've never seen it. It's fine.
1: now that Riff Raff sued them over it.
0: It's like very vibey, and there's not a lot of a lot of clear plot. But you, have I mean, there's that's kind of how Gummo that's, is. Yeah. Gummo is much more immersive, I think. And we're and all right. Let's let's just get fucking to it. Harmony Corinne is the is a very interesting fellow. So apparently, um he's been kicked off of David Letterman. like robbing people he was on there like three times you can watch all of his david letterman interviews one after another chronologically like one was after kids because he's like he's really young he's in like high school one was uh for gummo and i think one was for some book he was doing maybe in between the movies um and yeah apparently he because he was on drugs at some point in his life um like robbed the the dressing room, and and he's banned. He's banned from David Letterman for the rest of his life. Jesus. I think he was eventually brought back to somebody. Maybe it was Jimmy Fallon or something, and they talked about it. I can't remember. But, yeah, Harmony Crane's a wild guy, Uh, interesting guy, creative.
1: Um, Yeah, I was blown away when I found out that he wrote Kids at 19, and then – and then they shot it like the the year after. So he was like twenty when they were when kids came out.
0: He's um, in he's in both of these movies. I don't know, I don't yeah, know if you yeah. knew that. Yeah, he's um, the,
1: the 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 rave guy who gives her the gives Jenny the pill and kids and then he's the, the drunk dude trying to um have sex with the little, little person. Little
0: person. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. So uh <laughs> What do you let's? I feel like we wild. got. To, I feel like we should talk about kids first. We should talk about like chronologically. Yeah, because
1: yeah, that came first. Because that wasn't directed by him. So this, which makes sense, because this one has more of a plot, like more of a story arc, I should say. But
0: um, also the style. I think there is a cohesive style between the two films, and I wonder how much Corinne was influenced by the, you know, this, or how much influence Corinne had on the direction kids. of kids. Cause it's like one of those things like, you know, you have experienced directing and I don't, but if I wrote something I really believed in, mm-hmm. I couldn't really, I would want to be involved, but I wouldn't really, I couldn't put my name as a director. You, know, you were the director and I would just yeah. be um, giving my input or on style or whatever. But oh yeah, apparently he's very, he's very uh, well watched as a kid as like uh, dad exposed him to a lot of, movies and then um when he was around this time after he met larry clark apparently when he was writing this uh that he watched a ton of movies as well um yeah it's very for for pretty much being a kid writing this or 19 um which it's is nuts very... that
1: this came from the, the the head of a 19 year old because the way it's written is just so like it's written as if somebody like a like a late 20 year old was writing about their youth you know what i mean it's like, yeah like yeah, yeah it feels it's
0: not, uh, yeah so. that's a very good way to put it it feels very um it feels very somebody beyond their years you know aged yeah. by, weathered um and it's it really does characterize it's a good characteriz- characterization of uh youth nihilism um, mm-hmm. I think that's p- pretty much what the movie is is about. Besides the obviously um, literal AIDS, anti-AIDS, unprotected sex uh, mm-hmm.
1: uh, themes. So, so much of this movie rem- like reminded me just like of our like. Granted, I was born in ninety two, so I'm more of the the millennial kid. But this so much of this reminded me of just like our like upbringing. Not so much like the fucked up stuff, but just like the uh the slang stuff the clothes the uh, the aggression towards women the uh uh, oh it's a time
0: capsule it's absolutely a time capsule
1: watching this movie i just kept thinking i was like man i remember all of this shit but now i feel so disappointed in it
0: yeah i was probably six years old so you know we were a little you know five years disconnected (laughs) maybe um but there is a like i you know remember this kind remember this world remember the fashion remember the mm-hmm. way people talked and uh and it's honestly not that much different to today other than the baggy pants like in baggy clothes it's not that different between skater culture in the 2010s um mm-hmm. like the the hats and like snapbacks and flat brim hats and back like the way they're wearing everything and um, I like to think
1: skater culture nowadays is, is more no, in, not in now. They're in, or, like, or like in the 2010s. Yeah. Least, versus like the like when the gay couple is walking. Uh, well, yeah, that's lose, what's different. Everyone just loses their mind. Yeah, that is
0: very very of the time and yeah. uh, and uh, just ignorance. And there's a lot of ignorance, especially from the males in this mm. movie. Um, there are long segments side by side where you see. Male, the male's perspective and the female's perspective, and they're like kind well, of talking about, and they're always they're talking about the same stuff. But then, yes, yeah, sometimes they're exact opposites of what they think about the thing. Um, mm-hmm. The two, the leads are all great, Um and cl- obviously the the female leads Rosario Dawson and Chloe Sevigny or Seventy. I don't know. How you, I don't know. I'm sure the I exact know, pronunciation. Yeah. I've seen it multiple. I've heard it multiple ways. Um, but they've gone on and had bit, long successful careers from this. Um, but the other two, um, the male leads, Justin Pierce and Leo Fitzpatrick. Leo Fitzpatrick apparently um, was pretty traumatized um, by this movie, uh, and I guess a lot of people treated him like an asshole because he was like the villain of the movie, you know, the 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 aid spreader, the HIV spreader, and then Justin Pierce uh, apparently was kind of like picked up off the street larry clark or uh, larry, larry clark or i can't remember if it's larry clark or Harmony corinne found him um as just in skater he's like practically homeless and uh yeah. so he very much embodies the per the character that he is in this movie um and he acted for a while but he he was in the movie next friday um with ice cube and uh he killed himself in the promotion of it right after
1: oh wow yeah uh, this movie not-
0: has some baggage
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I was reading uh, an interview and, um, Harmony Corinne said he, he's the one that found, uh, the Fitzpatrick dude because of how he was swearing when trying to land tricks at the skate park that he just happened to be like going by and just like heard his voice and was just like, I want that guy. That's, that's, that's telly. Um, which is it's not yeah so it's just like these not given these non-actors who i thought did a phenomenal performance and i, I was reading this interview with with harmony he was saying like the reason why he chooses non-actors is because they can uh they can bring something that no actor can which is bringing themselves into it um because i guess it's very hard to get an actor to just be themselves in something
0: um yeah i honestly i see a lot of uh, from both of these movies, I see a lot of this style in uh, the Safdie brothers work. Um, mm. And I've only seen good time and uncut gems, but apparently the, the, the couple never knows best. Uh, I don't, not never knows best. Um, what the fuck is it called? But uh, the movie they did before that, it's like suit is this hyper immersive. Like it's this auto, it's this, Biographical uh, movie about this woman's life, and like on, and she was on drugs and all this uh, stuff in the street. And she, they actually have the the woman playing herself, and like like recreating moments of this woman's life. And she's the the, you know the lead in their own movie. I'm it's I've been wanting to see it. I think I put it on the list just in case we go down a safety hole. But uh, I see a lot of of what they do with the immersion um, in this and Gomo in the, in, in the safety brother style.
1: The, um, I will say though, the, and this is more of like a silly thing, but like Casper's character is just bombed the entire movie. And it's insane to me that he doesn't pass out until like, as late, like, you know whatever like four in the morning or whatever um because like from the start of the movie he's just down on a 40 and then they go get another 40 and he's down in that and then he's at the park with another 40 down in that and yeah he's doing whippets, whippets
0: and, and like, yeah his what, weed did, and...
1: did he do because so i was reading they said that this movie is entirely scripted but the blue lips on that on casper after he hits the whippet looks super real yeah they did yeah so, they like, did did he actually hit like? Do I whip wouldn't his doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that he actually hit a whip hit. Because on Gummo, I was reading that they actually did huff glue and all this stuff, and they just like a lot of the stuff was just Harmony would like either leave the room or just let them do whatever, and then uh, to encourage them to just like be themselves, like if you're a crack addict, go smoke crack in between takes. We don't care. We want your true self. If you want to sniff glue, go sniff glue. Um, but it does because like the these the cast looks like they're all under eighteen. I want mean, imagine some of them are over eighteen, but like, so it's like, how do you get a parent to sign on to that for the legality? Well,
0: so apparently, so the opening sequence, uh, which is incredibly hard to watch. I oh had to god, pause dude. it so many times. Oh my god! So that did you know you caught the age of that that character? Yeah, the, they said she was
1: twelve when she left. The when he left, he's talking to Casper and he said so, she's twelve.
0: So the actress was seventeen. Um, so, and she feels very young and it, it just, it, it it fucking feels so real and so wrong. And as unlike this kid is, you know, I don't know if he's a senior, I think, assume they're all seniors. The four, the main four.
1: I, yeah, I took it as they were around 16, 17. Cause Rosario Dawson and, um, she plays Ruby. So Ruby and Jenny, when they got tested said their ages and they said they were 16 and 17.
0: Oh, okay. 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 So um yeah it's it, like trying to fuck young girls and the virgin thing and like i remember those mindsets uh as you know in, in high school like i remember people being like that or or thinking weird sexual things yeah, and yeah. it's all new and um but man is it hard to see now as an adult uh yeah and think this about,
1: may, uh this made sex feel really dirty and disgusting and i don't think i ever want to like french kiss again in my life the way they shot it in this movie just feels so dirty like in a bad way yeah yeah <laughs> like, it does I'm not, like, like they're just shoving tongues down pe- everybody like they they're like the big theme of this movie is just like kissing there's so many close-up mouth shots Yeah. yeah you're right and you're they're right just, and it's just, all just, gross like, shoving tongues down each other's throat trying to just be like like to them I I took it as just like because they're kids everything is hypersexualized and and it's from their perspective and everything is like the extreme and it was also the 90s so everything's extreme um but the uh yeah it was just like man I this is, this is every time I watched somebody kiss it was like gross
0: <laughs> so the like, director well how, they,
1: well how did they get away you said that girl was 17 but in that in that opening shot when, but right before they have sex, you can see through her bra, and so wouldn't that be? Oh considered? yeah, you can see like half nipple at the. Yes, is not like child nudity. Like
0: I don't know how they did it. I don't know how. Yeah, they I know. Like, the I entire
1: know. time watching this movie was just how the fuck did they get away with this legally? Like of no, no, This seems legal. <laughs> But they said it was 100% scripted and, and, and all that stuff for this movie. At least Gummo's a different story. But
0: I love the way that it's shot to make it feel like it's not scripted. Gummo's yeah. the same way. Gummo yeah. uses actual real-life shit, whereas this, this doesn't. Um, it's all completely scripted. Um, but it feels so real. It's, like, long, especially all the long takes of the boys.
1: Yeah, all the, like, and, The boys
0: like, partying and hanging out. Yeah and just talking shit to each other it just felt so real and and like it was just happening um um i want to talk about the director larry clark uh larry clark is a photographer um and i guess he was before kids he was famous for um a photography book about tulsa oklahoma um and uh like he's like an art art photographer and apparently, I don't know how he got into filmmaking exactly, but or I mean, he's probably made he made art films over the years before Kids. Oh, no, actually, Kids his first movie. It says, but uh, apparently, he made he was just hanging out down at skate parks and was interested in in the skate culture and the youth, and uh, and then uh, like met Harmony Corinne somehow down there as a kid and I asked him to write the movie. Um, to like to get as much youth, like mm. the youth input as possible, and then uh, and just told him that all you, it needs to be about AIDS, like that's like the only prompt he gave him that AIDS yeah. needs to be a part of it. And I guess that I was there uh, and reading about it. I heard that um, that this was kind of like the height of the AIDS uh, epi- uh, epidemic uh, in America. Like this was like the peak of it in the in the very in the early nineties um hmm. so like there's a little being you know, big stresses about uh, uh safe sex and stuff like that but yeah, yeah. Eric clark seems like a very w- wild guy um and none of his other movies i don't uh have not don't have the r- acclaim um of kids and i think a lot of people kind of credit kids as harmony Crins kind of first film a lot and i don't know hmm. enough about the you know it seems like You know, it was definitely directed by Larry Clark, um, and all of the production stuff I saw. But it's, it's, uh, I think it's the kids is definitely informed, I think Corinne's style going forward. Um, Mm. and I think his input on it is is
1: obvious. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I will say, I, I love the way though that they, they took a hundred, a $1.5 million budget, which in 1995 is a good budget for a movie like that's a that's not an indie budget back then um but this movie feels like it was shot for nothing like the way it's how gritty it is and just how like it it makes it look like it's it came out a decade prior um but with like all of the proper 90s aesthetic and everything um is just so the the like the my favorite shot in the entire movie is when Jenny is in it's that that profile shot of Jenny in the car when she's finally leaving the rave and on her way over to Steven's place to go talk to Telly and it's just like heavy heavy like neon like rim light and blue and like all the passing like neon signs uh on the streets as she's driving past in the rain and everything it, it is just it is so grungy but so beautiful at the same time and that's like the whole aesthetic of the- um, I definitely, it definitely makes me wish that shooting film was an easier thing to do nowadays because it is ex- very expensive and very hard. And
0: look, yeah, the grit of all, both of these films, the way that they're shot, um, really the texture of <laughs> yeah. of that. I mean, when we, I, kids, we got, I, we were fortunate enough to see in HD, but the honestly seeing it dvd seeing gummo dvd quality didn't really bother me at all it kind of just lent no, it, lent it to the the, the look really uh, it was uh the, the the file i had it was a very high quality dvd file rip yeah. but um but yeah it didn't seem to bother me at all i only really noticed it when text was on the screen
1: um the um the uh um um oh the story wise though this movie is just completely fucked up. So much fucked up shit happens in this movie. You yeah, got, it's very bad. Uh, it's just watching has, kids
0: do bad shit. It's what this movie is. Thinking
1: that they're indestructible.
0: And um, yeah, and no, like none of all the shit that people say. It kind of reminds me of the pandemic and how people shrug off, you know. Things that the government says, or things that yeah. um, they're telling you that this is bad, and like, no, that's bullshit, man.
1: It's like, that's, I don't I know, know anybody bullshit. with AIDS. Do you know anybody with yeah, AIDS? I yeah? Don't know. It sounds
0: exactly the same. It sounds exactly the same. I and mean, these are kids, granted, but I'm honestly, I think that we're we're all just grown kids, and that's yeah. another thing I think about with this movie. Is like, yeah, we're kids, but some people don't grow out of this shit, um, no, um, and don't ever. You know they might not be hanging out at the skate park, but um, but uh, you know they're 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 doing the same kind of shit. They're making the same you know same mistakes or choices, same kinds of choices. Um,
1: um, but I just want to tally up all the fucked up shit. <laughs> like okay. you've got you've got Telly who gave. A 12-year-old AIDS you, or HIV who gave Jenny HIV and then gave a 13-year-old Darcy HIV. And we don't know
0: in- how many other people because he talks and, about yeah. it. He said he's fucked a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And so we don't know how long he's had it and all that jazz, which is nuts. Because it's like if he's only – he claims he only fucks virgins. But if he fucks virgins, how did he get – only fucks virgins, how did he get HIV? But anyways, and then you've got they rob the stores. They nearly kill a man in the skate park. They're doing whippets. They're um, – they're constantly aggressively trying to force girls to kiss them and let them do things to them. Yeah, um, a
0: lot of aggressive male sex like, stuff that would not fly now. No, not at to, all. I'm about to put on the screen the one thing that I thought – like, it's not as bad as the other things, but boy, yeah. it did it make my skin crawl watching these little kids smoke weed. Oh,
1: I'm my talking, God, yeah. You've got these, like, 10-year-olds all getting stoned. Someone who big loves
0: – someone who's a, is a fan of the – sweet leaf you know um i'm
1: not i'm not opposed to it um seeing these these kids these are children these aren't even teens. Yeah, these are legitimate children and they're having them smoke which i'm assuming because it's a scripted movie and it had a budget of uh, a good budget for the time that this is like the fake stuff that they that actors smoke on but set. man those kids but
0: look high as shit they look so high so much of this they movie were seems acting illegal. really high they were acting like really high like I was yeah. like, man this is so real like this is so real. Unless they were instructed really, like directed really well, and they were around other people high, like they knew how yeah. to act. But man, is it but, good. like they're
1: doing legitimate inhales and exhales of this shit. Even if it, even if it's just like the herbal cigarette stuff that they use on set, that's fake. Like that stuff still, like they'd be coughing a shit ton. Unless these were just part of like the non actor people that they roped in that were already doing this as kids. Um, but either way, like filming it and, and all that, it just seems so legal. But like, it was this scene was funny. I chuckled a bunch in the scene, but at the same time, it was just yeah, like, oh, I, yeah. So, did feel I. Like it was funny. You're was so funny. desensitized from everything else in the like that happened prior to this that this just seems like a moment of levity. But in, in reality, it's just fucking, it's just as fucked <laughs> up as, as everything up. else. Um, but and then the, the fact that the movie ends with a two minute, a little over two minute, uncut shot of, um, of casper raping uh uh jenny it was i i i almost turned it off right there like i had to pause it and just kind of just like uh like for a few minutes it's like is this really it like I, yeah. I feel like i gotta fast forward this because it just uncut and it's just the whole fucking yeah it's horrible like uh douche guy thing it's like oh it's just me don't worry it's just me no, stop! Don't. And then she's like passed out because she's on the. They didn't say what drug she was on, but she, they just said it was. It makes Special K look weak. And Special K is horse tranquilizer, so yeah. she's out. Um, and yeah, like she's essentially drugged. Like, no, yeah, it's and uh, and he's just fucking making it happen. And then it's just, oh my God, it was disgusting. It was so wrong. It was so fucked up. And like, I get, I par- I didn't know that, I thought this movie would have been like, you know, critically acclaimed uh, because it's a very, I think it's a very good like art house film. Um, but it, it had, it, it was split when it came out. Um, down and people either hated it or thought it was like very artistic and it was
0: very popular with the youth at the time apparently um was in it had a big cult classic following
1: yeah um so like a lot of people saw the movie uh yeah it, made, it did great in the box office it made 20 million on a 1.5 million dollar budget which is phenomenal um yeah it's almost 20 times what they paid uh but the it's it's man is it a hard watch? Oh, is it was a hard watch? It's it's 90 minutes, but it feels like two hours at least. Um, not in a bad way, it's like just like it's just so much heavy shit that you got to process and just keep up with because it doesn't stop like there's like like yeah like the only time it stops is when you is when you get the calm moments of watching kids smoke weed.
0: <laughs> so Gus Van Sant was a producer on this. So it explains where the mo- money
1: came from. Um Oh uh, apparently I read that he left the project and was replaced by Carrie Woods. Uh um, Oh yeah yeah, I, you movie. know
0: what I think I just saw that that but, but his uh, name was
1: attached just because he was He, he had a big had, name. Yeah. Um they were like yeah you're using his name to drum up uh, financing um but yeah ah it's just it's so nuts it's so nuts visually it's outstanding i love i feel like this is this is a very very good like um beautiful aesthetic it's it's so much mixing of just like the the chaos and this the 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 like destruction because of how like gritty and like warped the film is like the like the actual film stock they shot and it, it looks like it was like shot two stops under and pushed heavily just to make it as dirty and noisy as possible but it's also so, like so colorful and so vibrant and and like uh it's it i don't know what love they it. spent I, the, I mind, the
0: budget on some of this shit
1: because it wasn't the, like i dare, guarantee the actors weren't getting paid that much because they're all pissed. i i wonder if they
0: pissed some of it away
1: um why imagine it's uh imagine i mean because film is expensive shooting on film is expensive but also you had uh you know you're the 90s was the era of everybody's getting 100 to million dollar budget music videos versus now you know music videos like you're lucky to get like 10 to 50 grand yeah um So I'm wondering if, you know, people just got paid a lot more for doing stuff back then. Um, And also being a union, it it, it was a union job if it was, had a budget that high. So that's, you know, the crew's getting paid really well. So, but definitely, yeah, there's definitely like, I feel like they could have made this movie for like 800,000 for like half the budget, the way it looks visually. But it is, um, who knows? I really don't know. This is really good looking though.
0: What, um, yeah, yes, I agree. What, um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. It's heavy. Um, I, so there's things that we do need to do discuss. Um, about the uh, people, there are a lot of people that view these both of these movies as uh exploitative. Um, because yeah, of the way, I saw that because, well, it's it's because of the way that they use y- underage actors. Yeah. Who can't truly consent to what they're doing. Um and you're making them do bad stuff, you know, nudity, whatever, sexual things. Um it ruined so two people from this film died. Um not directly related, but the, the character Harold um Oh. He was one of the really? skaters. Yeah, yeah he he OD'd on heroin uh in the 2000s and Justin Pierce commits suicides in the early 2000s as well. Um and then also there's you know the fact that um Wein- Harvey Weinstein went to bat for this film which has you know un- a little bit of under underage nudity uh, and underage yeah. sexual themes. Um but it's just it's making underage actors do uh things that might you know they might ever, not ever be able to live down or whatever. But well, um, this movie
1: was on the up and up. Then their parents would have had to sign and like consent and be on set. You know, there's a lot of like union set rules, which granted, there's a the lot 90s of people a lot different than it was now.
0: There's a lot but, of people that were from you know from that scene, from the street, from hmm. these are real New York City kids. I guess Chloe yeah. Sevigny was um, she was like a hip it girl from the scene um well before the movie um um what was going to say uh it, the other thing that what i read was that multiple of the actors had really hard times transitioning to fame and money and uh because they're you know they're poor they were raised poor mm. and you know they got into drugs and and what have you um just weren't able to manage their career leo fitzpatrick the character who played telly stopped acting for a long time um he actually was a character on the wire um you know how much i love the wire and yeah. uh he's a great character he's a great performance and character on it um and, I, yeah, I was like, I know that speech. Like, he doesn't look the same, but the way he talks is the same. And, uh, and it's, like, pretty, you know, once you hear that, you you know. But um, so the, there's, a, there's a cost to this, you know, the realism and immersion and things like mm-hmm. that and using people, you know, f- that are actually involved in that world. Because one, you're broadcasting an element of their life, or or something that is purported as an element of their life, um, as gospel truth. Also, yeah, not helping these kids transition um, to you know whatever they're gonna do next. Um, you can't just let, I don't know, sets them up for failure. Obviously, Rosario Dawson and Chloe Sevigny have had great careers though since, so yeah. it's not it's not all bad. Just something worth considering, and I think we'll talk. I think it's even more more worth considering about Gummo than this, because like you said, with this, mm. there's much more uh, up and up. Um, Gummo wasn't released to wide theaters. You know, Gummo yeah. was was uh, a straight up indie underground release, um, self funded.
1: Lost, lost a lot of money.
0: <laughs> yeah, lost a lot of money. Um, didn't make any money
1: really no it, it lost this thing. it it was it, granted you know not including dvd sales but it had a Gummo had a budget of 1.3 million and only made one hundred ten thousand. dollars. yeah no, yeah,
0: i know i was gonna get to that yeah. we were gonna get to that when you talk about that um
1: <clears throat> but yeah I, it's, it's just so heavy there's just so i feel like so much happens in this movie and it just moves but it does it, i don't feel like it moves too fast but there's always something going on it reminded me just like of when you're a kid and I like, I, I tell my girlfriend this all the time. It's like, I feel like when I was younger, I was able to do way more stuff in a day than now. Like, you'd go to school all day, but then you'd still come home, and I felt like you'd run the streets and you'd do all these things and still have time to play video games and all that. I don't dinner. know.
0: I, maybe, but and, also, I was, you know, I'm just thinking about this the other day when I was a kid and we had football practice, and it would just be like, you go home, you go to school, you go to practice. You have you do your homework, which I always skipped my homework because the, because I had no time to do anything else. Like that's the thing about sports that they don't talk about. It's just not enough hours in the day to get your homework done, um, unless you are doing nothing but work from sun up to sundown. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just not a way for people for kids to live. I feel like um, they need to have some decompression time to do the thing. Sorry, yeah, that's that was it's a tangent.
1: Oh, gonna say that's how I felt about playing in college was like, cause college is it's even like worse. It's even
0: that even more. Um, so I, I like without your parents to force you to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: it's just like eight hours of meetings and practices and lifting. And plus you still have classes all day. And then it's either sleep and social life or, uh, social life and, and schoolwork or schoolwork and sleep. But like, you can't have it all. Um, it's yep you're
0: session. right you're right um it's, it's like uh it's like persona it's like a life sim where you get to manage your time um okay are we ready to score kids i'm trying to think if there's yep. anything else uh yeah i think i'm ready to do it uh
1: yeah I f- it's like i feel weird i feel like we have we have we like talked about it a lot but i feel like there's more to be said but i, do, I can't think of what else to say because it's just so you just kind of got that's like it's just so wild. There's just so much going on in that movie, and I well, yeah.
0: I think we, we can we'll be able to we can come back to it because these two movies are very tied together. They were made yeah I, within not, I, three I, I, years span, like they're back to back movies for yeah. Corinne. Um, it's and important.
1: I think this very
0: much informs what Corinne does next. Yeah,
1: and like the kids came out in ninety uh, five, and then they shot Gummo in ninety six, so it's like a year after um it's just yeah it's it definitely feels like this is like a two-parter if that makes sense like one is urban one is rural is what it feels like that's de- that's um,
0: definitely true that's definitely true they, they it goes farther than kids than and yeah. what, what in what and what it was doing um without the shackles of either yeah, the, the the unbridled creative control uh on both of these movies but more even more so on gummo It's just, that's what happens. And sometimes you're going to get something off the rails that isn't going to be marketable. It isn't going to be a sellable product. But, you know, I would say both of these movies are highly influential. Mm -hmm. Um, Highly. Uh, I would even say Gummo maybe even more. And, like, this is more conventional and you could get more from the narrative and um, and the style and, like, some of the style. But uh, I don't know. But alright, score it.
1: I want to hear you first. I'm not ready to go first. I'm gonna... Oh, I wanted to retract my suicide squad four and a half down to a four. Because... Did you realize that longer. that
0: was insane? And did I was, you realize well, that that well, was yeah, insane. Yeah.
1: That I, I was riding on the high of how much I liked it. I know. Um, I know. I know. But this movie because I'm I was thinking about this movie and it's like it's, it's 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 one of these things that's so fucked up and I probably don't want to watch it ever again because of how uncomfortable it made me feel, but it was so good at the same time. So I think I'm going to give this one like a 4.
0: Um yeah, I feel like I I uh, both of these movies I could you could probably argue me maybe any score you know what i yeah. mean i feel like you especially gummo you could seriously argue one through five and i will believe you, you could probably build a case that is convincing this yeah. movie i think is a better it has a low, higher floor in terms of what you could possibly score it but i feel the same way um you know when i think about some things it makes me uh want to lower it but i'm gonna stick with a four as well I think I could talk myself into a four and a half. I could talk myself into a three, a three and a half. Um, but I think the style, style for me, usually style with substance. And this does have both. The mm. Oh, I did. I remember one one knock I want to say is the AIDS thing really dates the film. And you can probably swap in something else. The HIV mm. thing. I'm sorry um the the hiv thing really uh dates it and i think you could swap it in with something else for a different era um and unprotected unprotected sex is still a big deal um and you know we need to you know safe sexes should be promoted amongst teens especially god if you're living in an urban
1: environment like this um there's just people everywhere i mean i feel like that that doesn't date it any more than everything else in the movie because so much of this movie is like you said it's, it's a time, time capsule like between the slang and the 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 way that the, the fashion the looks, music the fashion yeah the the way that that nasa club is like and just every everything about it is just i i told uh God, skater like, cultures is the antithesis of the or not antithesis, this, is, this is the uh the epitome of the 90s cranked to like 15 like uh an all in New York just cr- fucking everything is just is 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 high intense as it can be for everything and it's like it's it's i don't know it's so unique it's so unique even even in its representation of the 90s just because it's it's of like a a New York City skate culture kids like yeah
0: i don't know if everyone will like it and i don't even know if i should say everyone should see this but i think if you are into film you should yeah, see. I, I you should that. see both of these movies, um, and if you are into, you know, because um, uh, this and the other thing is, it might be a little edgy for its own good. It is a little like dire, um, extreme. It's a little extreme a little bit, but but these it's are real. 90, these are things that happen. True. That's true. That's true. But these are things that really happen, and they're things that yeah. we're talking about now in terms of um, the themes of sexual the sexual assault and and stuff like that um i think are the most relevant parts today i mm-hmm. would say um regardless of it's just a way men and men you know treat women in in these situations because
1: yeah, it doesn't glamorize it which is what i appreciated for even for being of its time when that was so common it does not glamorize that kind of no it, it definitely no it, makes it does it feel, not bad. it makes it feel as wrong as it is the way that it's like portrayed and shot like uh, yeah you can, see like every every girl is given ample scream time to like repeatedly push off repeatedly say no repeatedly so you get it in your head like this is not like because you know like when you're a kid and you're in the moment you're just like your hormones is all that's in control and you're just like oh like come on it'll be fine everything will be fine don't worry about it but then like looking at it through this it's like nah dude this is really fucked up and this is really giving off rapey vibes so it's like cut it out um all uh, right
0: yeah i'm a, i give it a four also all right let's
1: move on then to gummo now gummo i think you'll which you'll be upset with me with i i don't think i liked it as much as i liked the kids but it is really good i i love gummo more but i
0: think that that that, that speaks to the are different sensibilities. I figure that you might gravitate more into the uh, conventional, more conventional story. And I don't know if, I I did try to preface you that that there is not a, like there is a plot, but it is so loose in Gummo. Very good. Yeah, I honestly,
1: after watching it, I was like, if you were to ask me what the movie's about, I was just going to say, it's like poor, uneducated Southerners just spending. They're in Ohio. They're not even, they're not even Southerners. well, so that's well, that's the thing. It's shot, it's shot in the Tennessee. It's shot in Tennessee. The entire thing is shot in Tennessee. Every, almost everyone has a thick Southern accent, but it says it's in Ohio. But yeah, I, and I was reading about it, and apparently the why it is set there was just because uh, Har- Harmony said that they needed some like they needed a setting to justify like the chaos of the film so they picked a town where a tornado had yeah so, it
0: was all about the tornado the tornado is a crucial th- uh, thing that they come back to in
1: the movie of why this town is the way it is um but i'm just looking at it as a southerner's because it's shot in his hometown it's shot in all southern things it's just the the setting is just a vessel for the tornado mm-hmm. um to be a part of the plot so i i'm personally i'm only going to refer to it as southerners um because it's just it you know it i mean canonically
0: any... it takes place in ohio it does yeah, it, yeah, canonically but... it is not southerners but yeah they, sure. it's, it's that one
1: part of ohio where everyone has a deep southern accent
0: well there's <laughs> i mean Pennsylvania. you could definitely go into into oh, the there's middle a pennsylvania
1: a, a Pennsylvania southern accent and a tennessee Southern. i don't accent. think
0: the accents are that thick I don't think the accents were
1: the person. Outside of the main cast, like the main people, like all of the side people that talk and everything, it is so like that slower, thicker, like southern draw. Like it, it's, it, I've been, a, a I mean, it a just, it times, just so sounds like,
0: like a rural area to me. Um, I don't know. That doesn't, that didn't bother me at all. Um, yeah, it didn't, that didn't really bother me. Um, there's a lot of footage from real people in this. It feel like home movies, mm-hmm. um, throughout. And yeah, some of those people have definitely thicker accents than the than the the actors. Um. But uh,
1: do you now? I feel dumb, but uh, do, do, what is do you know what the name Gummo comes from? I don't.
0: Uh, I don't. I do not because I.
1: I, would... I... I didn't know, know.
0: or or. All I know it. is that uh, the Takashi six nine has a, so- a song called Gummo. He
1: does,
0: and uh, I think it's a reference to this movie, but I don't think I don't know if it is or not. Um, so yeah, this movie's like a series of. Uh, it feels like a series of vignettes, but they're they are connected. Um, they're not really vignettes, but they kind of are. Um, the two.
1: I would say the stuff with the with Bunny Boy or vignettes, and the stuff where it just like randomly branches off to a random town character, but the the stuff with with uh, Solomon, Solomon
0: and Tumler are all uh, it's like the yeah and the girls, so the cat, the Foot Foot, the cat, it's yeah. all like the main plot. Um It's
1: fucking wild though how it opens.
0: Well, yeah, because um, it opens with a a cat being drowned um
1: yeah well and then you, you've you got the solomon spoken word going on while bunny kid is just like dancing and pissing off that bridge on the oh highway.
0: yeah that's right that's right i forgot about that
1: it, it's just like that and that happens right before the cat thing so i'm just like what the fuck is happening what is going on with this bunny but the bunny thing it it looks so familiar to me i kept thinking of the bunny suit and hey arnold well okay so um, it's
0: from it's one of the care the, the kids in bob's burgers wears the same bunny hat and it's a reference. Yeah, it's true. a reference to this movie oh wow yeah yeah this is a cult classic like a lot it's like a not a uh, like a lot of people have seen it kind of thing and yeah. taught, it's like a oh have you seen this weird shit um i don't know i i like it a lot i think this is is uh kind of uh like a transgressive kind of work. It's like a multimedia project. It feels like there's stills. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like home videos. There's real people in it mixed with actors. There's just straight up real people. Um, yeah. there's scripted, scripted scenes. Um, there's, yeah. um, uh, it breaks the fourth wall in the end of the movie uh, a couple mm-hmm. times, I think, but in the, in the specifically in the end of the movie, um, yeah I it's beautiful and it's in its chaos it's like it feels like a uh, like a acid uh, acid trip not necessarily a bad acid trip just one that is chaotic because um, mm. I mean they all are chaotic there's like a, a sweetness in this all um, a, a serenity but it's like everything's filthy everything's out of place everything is disorder Um yeah, there's but so people much live this way. Yeah, yeah, everyone's a hoarder. Yeah, everyone's a hoarder. But like oh,
1: towards the end of the movie, this little kid pulls like a he's like intentionally making picture frames crooked, and he pulls the one frame off, and it's just bugs everywhere. The
0: oh, I thought he was looking for. He was doing that to make to see if bugs were behind. That's a thing. The bugs uh, will yeah. if you're really a bad infestation. They'll hide behind the the picture frames, and if you move them, they'll scatter. And uh, that's what he's doing to kill them. And he is covered in bed bugs. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. We, me and Riss, have been watching a internet documentary about um, an internet person named Chris Chan. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw their name in the headlines for for getting arrested. Yeah.
0: So we went down all this. It's a long haul. They're famous for you know a decade before this on the internet, and uh, they're a hoarder. And a lot of the stuff reminded. Some of this did remind me of of Chris Chan a little bit. I watched with me. Um, there was a sequence. Yeah, it, I, this movie is about um, immersion in this world. Immersion in this fictional Zenny, Ohio. So like that's why I don't think of it as Southerners because like this is some. It could be some alternate universe, but it's not or a real, a real America, a th- real place. This this fictional town like um yeah I, that... I just took
1: it as like the name doesn't matter like the town specific setting doesn't matter it's just the tornado and then just the people and that's it this could but be yeah you know, the like, name
0: i mean anywhere. the name matters it's what but i'm saying like this is that world this is emerging you in this world of xenio ohio um this town that was ravaged by a tornado and and you're getting it through yeah you know, there is this thin plot and then there is yeah introducing these different characters um ellen uh who's like a, a special person who's you know takes care of a baby a woman who takes care of a baby and uh there's um the two brothers who like murdered their parents they say they murdered their parents oh, the and they just heads.
1: they just literally fight um like yeah that's real too it turns out those two guys were were two of harmony's friends growing up uh oh uh, yeah i imagine the, he just paid him to fight a little bit yeah um, he was just like yeah do your thing and they just they, that's like the one dude's lip gets busted and shit and like uh i was like oh this looks like they're just joking around and then i started seeing the head punches connecting and i was like oh f- this is yeah real. it
0: seems like, like bro talking. like like bro brothers that's what they was trying yeah, to feel they're like the they're, they're the really time. dumb yeah because yeah. they're playing and they're fighting but they're actually fighting because they're like dumb bro brothers um <laughs> yeah that was just like the how the character is um, yeah,
1: there's so much of just like that of just like so weird. And I I got a lot of like, and I I don't know how you feel about this statement, but I got a, like David Lynch vibes out of this on like a lot of like the long hold sequences of like like the the woman shaving her eyebrows at the end or yeah um, yeah things, like, no the, the yes yes the spaghetti and the crunch bar yes like, really. In the gross water. Oh,
0: um, yes, that all those remind me of Lynch or on uh, Werner Herzog. Um, apparently, is a big fan of that scene in particular, the bacon taped to the wall. Um, did you see the bacon taped to the wall? Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, when he's eating the spaghetti, there is literally just strips of bacon that is Scotch taped to the wall. To the wall. And <laughs> oh it's my god, I was on this kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, like. Uh, people really love that scene um i
1: think yeah it, it was so like innocent b- and but wrong like it's such a weird juxtaposition that scene um and then that that kid is just such a unique look uh solomon the, uh, yeah yeah harmony said that he the people the reason why he cast people in this movie wasn't because of any acting it was just how they david looked lynch does that presence.
0: Yeah, that's a David Which, Lynch I, Yeah, stream. I like
1: I I enjoy that, and I do that myself a lot on my stuff, where it's just kind of like, um, granted, I'm I don't dive into like the art house stuff like this. I'm more mainstream, but that's like I I always start visual first, and then I try to connect things to the visual after that. Um, yeah, it with um, like my, like script writing and stuff.
0: Um. Yeah, this is uh, David Lynch. And they're like ugly people, uh, are people with very distinct faces. <laughs> Um. Um. And that's a that's a sign of even uh, a good character actor. Usually has more of a distinct face than uh than a handsome mm-hmm. than being handsome or beautiful. Um. Yeah. The- I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, um, I know Solomon was like a child, a small child actor before he was on this, but I I couldn't, the way that it was worded when I was reading about Tumblr's character, uh, the guy who plays Tumbler, um hey. it made it sound like he was just cast off of being on one of those like Dr. Phil type shows. Yeah, you know,
0: so I was actually. talking to his wrist about this. So yeah, he was on an episode of Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and, and the episode's called My Child Died from Sniffing Paint and um so yeah i guess harmony crin saw him off of that and cast cast him pretty much from there i thought his yeah, is performance is really films? good no oh, really good very i feel like he's not a, um is he looks so very little information i could find about him and i don't i haven't i couldn't find uh that he was in a lot of other shit um but, yeah you-
1: killed it and like that we were talking earlier about like the glue sniffing scene so apparently like the when they're on the he's singing that crying song talking about his his uh transsexual brother moving to the big city like apparently they're actually sniffing glue like which is nuts and uh that that scene is just so natural feeling though at the same time like they, I, I don't know. It's, he he captured just such like natural things. Like nothing feels forced. It's so hard to do that for every single part of a movie. Like,
0: um, I and mean, it's not well. Apparently, they they've shot a lot, and that's why the budget is is so high. That uh, he has um, a a compilation uh, called the Diary of Anne Frank uh, two part two, which is a forty minute uh three screen collage. Featuring a lot of um, of excess footage from Gummo, um, that uh, he said he could have probably made uh, two more gums, parts to Gummo, but that it would he, he was like afraid that making it too big it would like lose focus um, mm-hmm. on the, the the themes and whatnot. And the and when you had so you just you sh- and apparently he handed out a fuckload of different kind of cameras, like basic consumer cameras, yeah, um, more expensive cameras and whatever to like friends and family and just had them film random shit around the area, and uh, and he just edited it down from that, and I think that's a yeah. really genius way to do it. Um, yeah, I don't think you need. Up- you don't need a fancy camera. I mean, to do
1: when you're, when you're blending mediums like this, you don't because like the the main camera, like the the main we'll, one, that we'll they do should, the main the shit. Through, yeah. yeah, that's the through line to keep it all connected.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think that's a really smart, smart way. And it like pads out. I mean, if you take away all of the extra stuff, um, then just leave the 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 well shot, um a plot stuff. This movie would probably be like a half hour. Um maybe a little longer. It's yeah. just filled out so much by all this other all the uh, this other stuff, but stuff but I think that it really adds. It doesn't take away it doesn't feel like filler. You know, I feel like some, oh, no, no, some people would some people would draw away I think would could walk away from this being like, well there's all this filler shit and like it's not an actual movie. But like that is what is the true immersive part. And what's makes this thing special, this project. you have all
1: those, uh, all the voiceovers from Solomon and Tumblr during those sequences too, that kind of keep it, keep like
0: filling it in and connect, keep it connected.
1: Yeah. And and you're just like these little like retrospectives of just like other characters in the town, like through it. And, um, the, uh, the only thing I'm in, this is, this is probably just because I'm, I me, but, but the the bunny boy vignettes did they what purpose did they serve other than just being extremely weird uh like the cap gun scene with the two little cowboys in the junkyard just the, swear, the kids just swear constantly and they non fucking pussy i get so like you got like this like what looks like a 6-year-old screaming like you smell like pussy <laughs> like it was so over the top and hilarious but also i'm just like what the fuck is happening? Because they shoot him and he plays dead and then he just doesn't move for the rest of the time. And they just like t- throw his shoes and his skateboard and shit. And it's just like, what, it, it, is this supposed to be like a representation of something outside of the movie? Or is this just more of just, this is this town and this is the people in it? Um, I
0: think this is a truly groundbreaking piece. I think that um, I would love to see more stuff like this. Um, that get that it gets compared to, uh, but it really does feel like it stands on its own. Um, as a film and a project, art project, um, multimedia really art projects. Uh, the, yeah, the voiceovers, the stills, the the different medium, video mediums, uh, the themes, the chaos. Um, but there's like a beauty in it at the same time. There's like a serenity throughout this film. It's very, very peaceful as much as like you're watching cats get murdered and shit and like there's random interspersions of of death metal um and like mm-hmm. satanic imagery <laughs> yeah. uh or whatever and it but it somehow just fits and works and just paints to you this world um of America uh, of culture and it's a fictional culture but it's also very much indicative of of real world and real life and the real people that they used in this movie um yeah i, I feel like i a- Sorry, go ahead.
1: What did what did you think the bunny boy scenes represented? Because at the end, he's just like making out with the two teenagers, like in the pool in the rain and shit. And it just seems like it was just so. Yeah, the I don't want to say random, but it was the, just, the
0: oh, definitely something. If all this, the bunny boy, because like he's also there's this, the shot where he's on the toilet playing the um
1: the accordion, the yeah.
0: accordion. Like there's and in the beginning sequence, like there's all this. The only even even with the kids, because he just like lies dead and doesn't and just lays there all the kids berate him and take his shoes and shit.
1: Yeah, I'm just um, like, I, I want to know so much. And I'm like, I, I I don't know if I feel bad at myself for not getting it or whatever. No, I, just,
0: I, I think I, that the, I mean that, that it bears from watching multiple times. It bears exploration. It bears your own interpretation like sometimes with these kinds of movies there might be an intended interpretation from the the creator but ultimately mm-hmm. it's up to you to assign your own meaning to things and if you feel something from it then that's a valid reading of of the piece you know what i mean Got you. um so like it's both it can be both like because Riss taught me this cuz i was always somebody that like wanted to know the canonical the the, the artist intended meaning and reason i wanted to know what they intended and that's important to me as a creator myself because i want what my intentions are to come across but then there is a value in assign you know assigning people assigning their own meanings to things assigning their own interpretations like art has value just because in my opinion but i think is, is an accepted opinion um that it makes you feel something And that's at its base the most the only important thing. And I felt something from this, whether I understood every piece of it or not. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I I like this film better than Kids. I think this. I think Kids, while um, groundbreaking, this is. Takes that baton and just runs way farther with it, and I don't think this is a me- You know, this is a style that could be emulated and and done well all the time, or if this is something that could be mass consumed, but it's um it's the level of immersion and attention to detail, but while seemingly effortless at times, you know, this collection of data and and kind of parsing through the what you get and and boiling it down to something with you know keeping the themes and that you've want in mind i don't know um i think that someone could learn a lot from both of these films but i think this film in particular like how far you can go um that you know this is just as important to view as you know a class as classics um Hmm. and people what is the you know you you've went to film not film school but you went to school for film but when people talk you know fellini like you watch eight and a half or or got godard or or Werner herzog who's gets compared and loves the gummo um, mm-hmm. um
1: i yeah, think I this think stands it within it's
0: that lane it's 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 e further left than lynch you know
1: yeah i i took i took it as just like this is kind of like just like a at the time a newer way to a newer way a version of filmmaking that is not uh as bound to because it's like because obviously at the time and and even prior like you have art pieces that are just kind of out there and whatever but yeah
0: people have been making art weird art films with random shit in them for for 100 years no 100 years but almost uh you You know know, for 50 years
1: uh blending of just kind of like hybriding of traditional filmmaking in with just the extreme art uh you know, like weird shit because it's because it has while it is extremely loose, it does have some bearing like uh some form of structure and it does have some um like uh cohesion in not just in the way that it like all the the different mediums blend together, but just in the fact that like it does carry you scene to scene into things and keeping you interested and it's not just like here's a series of random things that that made me feel something and I'm sharing it on a wall in a, in a gallery. You know, yeah,
0: I mean? it, like... it's 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 not a little bit of a and bit and, and and little and there's there's little bit of a of these films, but of these films but gumo a almost like a black com- like comedy. a dark black comedy it's a uh it's a and, you know you can put so much on it, um, but also it's very simple. Some it feels very minimal. Also, it feels grand and small and scale at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in I, the same way with the way it challenges you, but the way it's also kind of not a hard watch. The run between the runtime and the the wild ass moments that you're trying to just like waiting for the next ball to drop of something crazy yeah. as shit
1: um I don't no love this film um i yeah. this just for me this felt like a lynch film but with more with more shit going on you know what i mean like cool like like all the weirdness of lynch and like the and stuff like that but giving it a brand new like look and texture and adding more like um like speeding not speeding things up but just keep, like like more things are happening things are we're cutting all over the place rather than just you know like Lynch likes to do those long like awkward takes where you're just like you know sitting uh, watching like a small man in a chair in the back corner of the room for you know 2 minutes straight or a man mopping for 10 minutes and stuff like that where it's like it has those elements but they're being uh, pieced together in a way that's a lot more palatable, but still like holding on to that strange and that, 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 uh, the interestingness, I guess. Um, yeah,
0: I think for a movie with very, with very loose, loose plot, it, it's one of the easier watches. Um, uh, and I, and maybe because of the subject matter, probably. Um, it's, it's an edgy, entertaining, um, subject matter. Um, it's provocative. It's, it's America. Also, it's a familiar America, um, for Americans, I guess. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite films maybe ever. I don't yeah, call, I, I don't think it's my favorite film ever, but it is, I think that this is a perfect film. I think you could, yeah. pro, you could say, I think it's easier because it's so stylized. The flaws are part of the perfection, you know. Part uh, of the style. What you know, whatever flaws you could point out, which I don't even know what I'd point out because they're so. Because you don't know what's
1: what's a flaw and what's intended. Uh, Yeah, because it's
0: so it's imperfect, it's blemish, it's uh, and that's a lot of art in the '90s. A lot of music in the '90s, um, is you know textured and and fuzzy and buzzy and noisy and um. And in in that's indicative. This is very indicative of that, of those times. Um, that there is, you know, a value in, in perfection. There's perfection and imperfection. Um, not everything needs to be c- super clean and super produced mm-hmm. and to have a grand, great value. Um, not just to be considered amateur or something,
1: but yeah, uh, yeah, so I some some fun facts that I wanted to throw out there. Uh, one was the the arm wrestling scene where it's just like a bunch of shirtless drunk dudes arm wrestling and Tumblr's there with his dad. Uh, apparently um, Harmony Korine was didn't want to be in the room for that scene at all. It's only the DP uh, like operating and that's it. No one else is allowed in the room uh, because they were afraid that the people would get uncomfortable, you know, having a director and like more people in there. And also, I guess the crew didn't. Some crew didn't want to be in the room because some of the guys just got out of prison and the, uh, that were in that room and they didn't know it was going to go down. And they just like I guess Harmony just like set them up, which is like this is what we want. And then they just went and rolled. Um, and I guess they, uh, the awkward, like at the very end of it, where there's just like that awkward silence and everyone just kind of looking around at each other, just like, what do we do now? I guess that was actually just them being like, do, you know, what do we do now? Like, is, is it good? Did they got it? Did they get it? Uh, but they kept the take because it just like that awkwardness fit, you know, the everything. It's just like, cause it is like, you just got hammered and you destroyed a table and chair. Now what? Like. Um,
0: yeah apparently the the guy who the the skinnier guy with the curly hair that wrestles the chair first is actually hmm. a a skater and he was an actor but the re- he was one of the few people in the oh, scene wow. that was an actor um but he's a skater actually so he's not even a real actor but he's yeah, probably yeah. His friends he's probably his friends with corinne or or whatever from the scene yeah. um i thought um, that was
1: interesting yeah the other one was mark gonzalez's of- is his name gotcha gotcha uh but apparently uh, some of the the houses that they shot in were so gross that a lot of the crew made Harmony Korine buy hazmat suits for them, and then so Harmony did that. But in yes. response to it, him and the DP thought that that was super offensive to the people's houses, so that they they showed up in flip flops and speedos to just like give an fu to the crew, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, like, I did. Read that, that That is kind as of well. fucked up. It's like, you're what you do? These people clearly live in this, and like they're not dead, so why would you need a hazmat suit? Like I get it, it's gross and it's dirty, but it's like, like it's not in, in obviously, it's clearly not inhospitable because people live like that. Um, but yeah, those are my two I thought were fun facts, uh, very interesting facts uh, about the movie. But yeah, it's 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 just so interesting. It's it's a lot of uh, you know randoms and Harmony's friends and just you know only a handful of actors, but it's like. Apparently, uh, Harmony and Chloe were dating at the time of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is all which is cool and makes sense. Uh, uh, and then, but also Chloe did all the costume design for the whole movie, which is also super cool because um, the uh, aesthetic is is very unique.
0: Chloe, um, uh, Chloe is a is straight up indie queen, indie movie queen. Um, she uh is also known for the Brown Bunny, of Vincent, Gall- Vincent Gallo movie, who is a wild indie director. We will one day watch a, a film or two of his. Um, but uh, she's also, I think she was dating Vincent Gallo for that movie. Um, but she's in so many good things. She's in Nightcrawler with... Uh, oh. She's in... Jake Gyllenhaal? Um, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. She's in a bunch of shit. She's in so much good stuff. She's a great actress. Um, just super cool also. Great just cool ass chick. Um, yeah, love seeing her and stuff. The, yeah, th- so let's before we get into the final bits, because I feel like I'm running out of. I feel like this movie is so much feeling, and and less to talk about. Other than it's weird and wild, and like yeah. it, and like the, we talked about the mediums and the and the chaos and the 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 redneck world for lack of a or just to say it plain plainly and concisely. Um. But uh, the 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 exploit. Let's. I want to go re- revisit the exploitative, um, criticisms because one, um, the there are uh, more than one, uh, special needs actors, um, in this movie, and they are not uh, portrayed well. Uh, not like not portrayed like the characters are bad, but they are not trade in a good light. Um, one is a prostitute being pimped out by her brother. And the other is, you know, fine and, and wholesome. But, you know, at one point she shaves her eyebrows off and they just have her doing goofy shit. And it's, and I don't think it's meant to, like, demean. But at the same time, it's just, like, it's weird, uncanny. It's very, It reminds me of Lynch, the way that girl in the in particular... The eyebrow mm-hmm. shaving
1: scene, like you said, is very Lynch. And the the Jesus loves me song yeah. as a credits roll.
0: Yeah, but there's some, and even with Solomon, um, because of, like the way he looks and and whatnot, um, and the the making out scene with the boy, like the these are women in their twenties making out with a boy, um, like there is a lot of of I think justified criticisms of exploitation um in this film that are at least worth you need to consider and reconcile. Um I don't think it it doesn't devalue the movie for me. Uh my partner. Um it did for her. She didn't hate it or anything, but I think it took it down from being a really high score um and for that. Um and it's 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 hard to um these people that don't that are aren't actors and don't become actors again, but this movie's ubiquitous and they have to live with that. Um, and they, in, you know, special needs person can't truly consent, uh, to being on film, you know, their parents can't consent really for them either. Like they're not truly signing up for this, even if they say yes. Um, Mm. so it's hard to, you know, the morality of those things, it's not that this was bad or he mistreated that Corinne or their production team mistreated these people, but it's also like you put them, you're putting them on film elements of themselves on film that they, they, they may not understand the repercussions of that. Um, I don't know. I didn't read any stories about bad things happening to anyone. Like I did with kids. Um, Mm. but the, but, you know, I made, but, uh, you know, these things are real. Um, and yeah, the, the, La- the t- the ladies kiss on the boy where was a little off putting. I would was pretty it, I just came out of in. nowhere.
1: I was just like, "Holy shit, that's the bunny boy," and he's just fucking making out with the two girls in the pool, and it's just like, but and it's like they just keep, uh... but it it was funny to me. It was the girls were the ones that were pulling him in uh, to her. Or to them um and it was just so it, yeah it was, i just i just i almost i just need to know why because it's so out of nowhere because that kid doesn't interact with any of the other main cast until that point um,
0: yeah yeah i mean i'm sure i could get we i could google that um and i'm curious if there's any theories about some of these things but uh but yeah i think even with the uh, you know reveling in the unknown of it all um in the in the in the non-understanding um I love it. I love it. I love the way it looks. I love the way it feels. Um uh I love the way the story is told. I love the way that this this is immersive. It's just like an immersive thing. Um and to view it as like I don't know why I keep thinking about role-playing games. <laughs> Maybe because I've been playing d and a lot in the last year, but like there's more to just D and D than telling you the story. It's, it's, you know, telling, introducing characters. It's side characters, just people that you may never talk to again. It's Mm -hmm. learning about the world, learning about how things look, even, you know, getting a door described to you. Um, I think that kind of stuff is what I think I like so much about this movie is because it's, it's, details. It's like what makes Star Wars good is not just what's on the screen itself, but it's the fact that some guy in the background has a you know, 10-page biography about him and we can learn about his life. And like yeah. like anime, same thing. Like I love stuff that has a world to it. And I don't think that this has a world in that sense, but it does have a world. And it it has more detail to it than just these are the characters in the real world and they're having this yeah. story happen to them or they're, they're in this fantasy world that you or fan, this genre world that you're familiar with already. And, and like, this is a, you, like we said, this is rural, this is redneck culture, whatever, but this is like very unique interpretation of it. And it's a unique ex- aesthetic of it. I feel like, um,
1: yeah, the, uh, it's yeah, it's I, it's it's just so. Dare. I'm like torn between whether I like uh, of of I think I like Kids better just because of it. I had more jaw dropping moments and and stuff like that. But with this one, it's just more. I like this more from a stylistic point, if that makes sense. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, I can see. I mean, as a conventional narrative and and plot, and I think Kids is a better um time and a better movie, and it's easier to to recommend. Um, But I think this is a perfect film.
1: I don't even know if I would recommend kids over this just because of how fucked up kids is.
0: No, but I mean like like as a movie itself, like as an emotional movie, a story, an emotional story. I'm not recommending this movie for a good story. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm recommending it for. You want to see some wild shit? You want to see some wild shit. Do you want to see some wild shit? That's it. You want to see some America-ass
1: shit. Yeah. That's fucking, oh man, maybe movie's Uh
0: Yeah, that it is definitely it, it. This this is an experience.
1: So I'm guessing this is a five for you?
0: Uh, I, so this is where I'm at, struggling with it, because I wanted to talk it out. So I already had this movie rated before, because I've seen it before. I saw it before. Um, and I gave it a five before. And yeah. this time after I saw it I still I risked and we talked it out and I it wasn't like sure I wanted to give it a 5 but now after sitting with it and we talked it on this I'm back in 5
1: town and I was I, say yeah the phrase this is a perfect film to me was tossed around a lot so I say, this better be a 5 This video. is a 5 this is a 5 This um, is what
0: my benchmark is of a 5 my my first 5 on the best boys wow
1: i'm i think i'm gonna give it a four and tie it with kids because i think it can go either way of which one is better to me i think they both have the strength that could be one on top of the other but i don't know which one i would put on top of the other so i'm just gonna put them both at fours for now i, th- I think that's fair um let me i just want to pull one up of them up. deserves a four and a half i just don't know which one
0: i just want to pull up going not because we have to go through everyone's reviews or every- anything i just wanted you to see the uh the array it's not as it's not as bad as i thought it was because um but it's it's concentrated between three to five um and yeah so a lot of four yeah four is the most rated which is what you gave it so yeah you
1: i i i like that where the this picture for the um for the the poster, yeah, uh, that segment at the end where they have all those like shots of Solomon like that and all the like the pictures and shit, I thought was really cool. Oh man! So, so as far the top spot,
0: Gumo is my top spot. Minari second, Killer third. Um, I put kids ahead of eighth grade and below. Mother, I
1: put I'm... kids below mother. I think I like kids more than I like. Mother. I think
0: I like kids better than mother too, and I'm gonna switch them. But below Shape of Water still
1: I definitely liked it more than Shape of Water. Yeah, I you, would you put had a weird with,
0: grudge against I would Shape put, of Water.
1: I would put, I didn't I don't know I just I I don't know I I don't know but I would put it with like I would put it with or around the same as Requiem for a Dream.
0: It's a very it, honestly the two movies go together. It's like those kids could grow up and then have the story of Requiem yeah, for a Dream.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then it's like edgy edgy you know uh edgy movie. Yeah. I think it's very that's what makes those movies appealing, you know, like young uh people. Like, yeah, yeah. I always think of I always say this. I, just, I say this all the time. This is a movie that the that you know college me would love. Um, I think Requiem for a Dream and Kids are both college me movies. Um, yeah. They're so great. It doesn't mean they're not great. Gummo is a college me movie, but college me, but this is like the
1: best college me movie chef's kiss you know i've been thinking about the green knight again i kind of want to go see it again i would i could totally see it again hopefully it's still in theaters
0: um i wish i would have saw um zola in theaters oh yeah I, i forgot to update zola's score it's a three and a half not a three for me
1: the i think i gave it a three as well the um the um what's it called uh I I am not mad that I didn't see Zola in theaters. I'm actually quite fine with the fact that I didn't see Zola in theaters. I don't think it would have enhanced the experience for me anymore. more um, then just watching it. And uh, all and right, home.
0: Let's figure out what we're doing next week. Or do you want to? Uh, um. Or what do you want to do? What's your schedule like next week?
1: Um. Let me look at the calendar. As of now as of now yeah next week i come home tuesday i am shooting either some uh, one of the days this weekend for rough pants uh, but other than that i i have nothing booked until september so you you can as, do, of, you, now, you, as so of now as you're down to do another episode next week oh yeah i can definitely do one at least once a week
0: okay did you uh, did you hear that the the new Evangelion movie, the last Evangelion oh, reveal came out? I want to see It's, so bad. it's yeah. supposedly it's supposedly it's getting nothing the but best. fives. It's supposedly
1: getting nothing but fives. They get baby. they said it's the perfect ending to the series and I'm I so I'm uh, Kylie has seen all of the the original and the movie, the original movie. So she has to watch the rebuilds. And so does Riz. So does
0: Riz. So I'm gonna be watching those. Honestly, I was thinking about talking to Claire, who we're gonna be start, who I'm starting the Best Girls podcast with, and yeah. um, swapping in and maybe moving that up. We were gonna do this the first episode, Steins Gate. Um, since we both, ju- I'm watching it and she just finished it, but maybe we do the rebuilds. Um, it just be we'd be doing four movies, you know, as one. But I don't know. I'm, we'll save that because it's more anime. We could figure out where we're going to put that.
1: I would say to break it up as the first three rebuilds because they're all shorter and then do a dedicated just the newest one because it's like uh, like over two hours long. And apparently it's a lot. Are
0: you at out. least a two parter where you do the first two or the, yeah, like you yeah. said, the first three and the last one, or the, um, it just, uh, I, it always makes me anxious. The completionist in me to do not start to not start with yeah. the original four, uh, four and then not do end and, and not do end of Evangelion first, you mm-hmm. know, also because end of, end of Evangelion is worthy, is worthy oh, so of, of the oh, film podcast. Cause good. it's so good. Um, yeah,
1: that movie so good.
0: So be- I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna watch this, but let's not do this for next week. Um, it'll get done, and I will. You can join us if you watch it as well, and we do it on the anime one. Regardless, you should mm. join us. Uh, well, I guess we need to consult the list. I'm heading to it right now. I haven't updated what, it in a while.
1: You got me that there gum. Is there any?
0: Uh, if you want to look there, I can look at the new ones. I get Let's wrap. uh, We can wrap it up for the, uh, for the folks at home. Me and Riss have been talking about the Wachowskis a lot. I've been wanting to show her the matrix speed racer and bound. I've been
1: wanting to watch bound. I need to rewatch, uh, uh, speed racer. I've only seen that as a kid once. Um, Okay, so I picked these movies this week because I wanted to see kids, and then we lumped in gummo, so if you have a pick for this week.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I guess I should be ready to rock then. Um...
1: in the movie bound by the wachowskis is it required to listen to bound 2 right after
0: no and i've always thought bound 2 was a reference to the movie but apparently it's reference to this old song called bound but i just i'm telling myself that bound 2 is a sequel to the wachowskis bound bound it um uh, uh, uh. yeah when we do bound we will definitely be quoting that song probably to the point of getting stri- copyright strike we could do gus van zandt we talked about him several you know times today um elephant drugstore cowboy goodwill hunting all supposed to be good
1: um the ballad of buster scruggs i know that's coen brothers i've been really wanting to watch
0: i i one saw one it multiple partner. times it's not their best movie it's not bad it's wow. just not i heard best that some
1: like, yeah i heard it like as a whole it's not like the best thing but there's like one or two vignettes in there that are really good uh we can su- I, I i don't want to oh, I'm, I'm just looking at the list and throwing things out like for something we're well, like talking and about
0: me and risk were talking about burn after watching about burn after reading oh that's a all, good one which is also cohen brothers um yeah i've
1: seen that that uh, that one's great
0: what about you you had me thinking about James Gunn, but we just since we just did him, we probably should wait um
1: we I could really do Kane ever again
0: we could do um I don't know this isn't good podcast, so we'll figure it out, I guess, but. <laughs> <laughs> We could just figure it out. Let's do Gregoraki. I would be down to do Gregoraki. I haven't seen any of his movies, and he's supposed to be really good.
1: Where's Where's this at?
0: We could do Mysterious Skin, and we could do Nowhere. I'm Mysterious Skin them. is a is a um Joseph Gordon Levitt flick. He's the lead.
1: Oh, I didn't know Gus Van Sant Good Will Hunting. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, we could do double we could do a weird Gus Van Sant and then do Goodwill Hunting since it's normie. Um that would be a good combo also. I would down to do Iraqi or Gus Van Sant. Coincidentally, I think both gay.
1: Ooh. Hot. The uh I yeah, it's, I mean, it's your pick. I'm up for whatever. Um you know me, I'm still trying to see killing a sacred deer. Just because oh, that's I kind of right. am, am have been I'm Jonesing for just like a slow burn. Just relax and just watch things unfold. Um, we could do. Again, this isn't my. This isn't my pick.
0: All this right. Well, it's my. Yeah, it's my pick. I'm gonna. There's then I'm. Gregoraki. We're gonna do Gregoraki then. Cool. We'll do. Let's do mysterious skin, and uh, I think nowhere is what I want to
1: do. Okay.
0: Nowhere and mysterious skin. Oh, uh, apparently, apparently. He, There are a part of his Teen Teenpocalypse trilogy and Nowhere is the third part of it. But... Hmm. That makes me anxious that I have to go... now. I feel like I have to watch the first one.
1: Oh, Shaolin Soccer is such a good movie. Sorry, that's a sad note. <laughs> i didn't realize that was on the list that movie's so good
0: no i'm i'm changing i'm changing i'm changing i'm changing i'm changing that okay. we're doing john waters we're doing john waters finally we're oh. doing john waters we're doing pink flamingos where is he on this he's in there just uh, control f dog wrist told me the power of control f it saves you so much time. What is his name? John Waters.
1: Waters. Waters.
0: Another gay uh, director. O H N or O N. O H N. Just Waters. There's only one Waters on the list.
1: Ah. Multiple maniacs. Oh, this is a guy to cry Crybaby. Yeah, hairspray, crybaby, gotcha. All right, so we're doing hairspray, got it. Awesome. No, well, no, we're do doing
0: it. pink flam- pink flamingos. Okay, and we will. Do, we can do crybaby if you want to do crybaby. I've oh, never I
1: seen it. You, I've only seen parts of it.
0: I've never seen it. Um, let's do yeah. Let's no, do no, pink flamingos and crybaby
1: think I forgot to flush the toilet after I got out of the shower. Oh god, Corey. That just dawned on me. I think I did it, but I I it's that haunting of did I? All yeah. right. All right, well there we go. We
0: got what we need. So everybody out there before we go, make sure you follow us on uh YouTube. We're on Spotify and all the streaming services. Um we're all all at sure. 20% off. Like us on Facebook. Make sure you uh, you tell your friends. And, yeah, thanks for listening to The Best Boys. And uh, you have a good day. Peace. Peace.
1: Gang, gang, gang. The stream is still up. we're going again.